0: Hey, what's up everybody, it's Dan Greer with Leading for the Middle of the Pack, the pod class slash VOG slash everything, and uh, we've been kind of going through a bunch of stuff and traveling a lot lately, I don't know if you've been following me at all on Facebook or Instagram or TikTok or LinkedIn or wherever, all those platforms, I guess I'm on all of them. If you haven't been following me, you should totally check me out because we've been all over the place, we were in Kentucky and then blah, 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 um, and I'll get into that in the podcast, but today we're going to be talking all about like what happens when somebody's work isn't up to your standards and how to deal with that and what you do. And as a leader, how you can lead them through that. Okay. And it's going to be a little bit about ownership. So cue up theme song. We'll be right back. The big question is this, how are leaders like us who aren't necessarily in a management position who go out and get our hands dirty, who are ready to answer their calling from God to lead who are driven to learn and grow, gain the trust in respect of those around us, to actually be heard while not coming across as an authoritative prick? These are the questions, and this is the podcast that will give you the answers. Hi, my name is Dan Greer, and welcome to Leading from the Middle of the Pack. Awesome! So glad that you guys are still here. Glad that you uh, listened to the first little blip and you're like, oh man, I really do want to hear about this. So part of what I'm doing is like I'm living by this Uh, mantra of document don't create and so I'm not creating content I'm not going out and curating it I'm not creating it all I'm really doing is documenting what actually happens as we go through life and I'll be 100% honest with you like we had somebody leave our team not too long ago and and it wasn't a bad thing like it was actually a good thing that they chose to leave and and I know like when we th- see things when they happen at the time we always go oh my gosh this is so devastating this is gonna be so much work blah blah, blah 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 right like there's a bunch of stuff like all this stuff's just like pounding into your head and then what ends up happening is like in no time at all you're caught back up and you're better off and you realize it so what what truly happened was like we had somebody on our team and their performance standards weren't up to ours right like they were a great person. Great person. We're never talking anything bad about him at all. Great person. But their standards were not our standards. And when it came to ownership, they had none. And, and like, I know that sounds really bad, but but it's, and, 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 like, you're like, oh, man, yeah, so that's what we're going to talk bad about this person. Well, I'm not really talking bad about them. I'm just saying that, like, they didn't have my same standards when it comes to ownership or extreme ownership and, like, over-delivering. Which is huge, which is huge, because when you're a service-based company, your service is everything, and and they were when they dealt with customers, when they dealt with employees, they were they were phenomenal when they would call out and deal with that stuff, but they didn't have the motivation to do it without being hounded, and they were required to be micromanaged, and that that's just not the way I work. It's not the way we should be working. If you love to micromanage or love to be micromanaged, then you were like a lot of people micromanage like they don't love it, but they think they have to micromanage because they want control of everything. But that's for a whole nother podcast. But like a lot of people have to be micromanaged because they don't have the motivation to do it on their own. And, and that was the problem here was like, we had the same things happening over and over and over and over and over again. And what, what actually happened was I came in and I said, okay, here's the thing is there's going to be some accountability moving forward. And if you don't like it, You don't have to stay here, but it's 100% your choice what you want to do because here's, here's what we got to remember as leaders is what we tolerate is what we will get. Let me repeat that. What we tolerate is what we will get. If we tolerate somebody's poor performance, we will get poor performance. If we tolerate somebody who never comes to work, they will never come to work and they will think it's okay. If we tolerate somebody who's always got a bad attitude... They will always have a bad attitude. As leaders, we think that we're helping somebody. We feel like we're being nice. We're being a person. We're being genuine because we didn't ride them hard when they didn't come in. We didn't, we didn't hold them accountable for what we gave them to do. We think we're being a friend. We think we're being human. We think we're helping them. We're not helping them. We're enabling them. Two totally different things, right? Enabling versus helping. Enabling is like saying, hey, it's okay if you drink even though you're an alcoholic and you're trying to get off the juice. Helping is going, hey, you probably need to go to this meeting with all these other people so they can help you get over this. And dude, what are you doing? Let's get the, let's get all that let's get all that whiskey out of your cupboard. That's helping. Right? And we think that because we're not actually like pouring them a drink, that we're not enabling them. We are a hundred percent enabling them. So, like, as a leader, what we've got to figure out is how do we not enable, how do we lead, okay, number one. And then number two is, like, how do we promote good mental health and, and good work ethic and stuff like that? How do we lead people? Well, there's, let's let's start with the first one, right? How do we help? How do we, How do we help somebody learn? How do we help them grow? Because it's, as leaders, that's what we're doing. Our job as a leader is to help other people surpass us. That's my my main goal, is that everybody who starts a business who comes to us will surpass us in revenue. They'll surpass us in clients. They'll surpass us in their live events. They'll surpass us in what they do. I'm not I'm not holding a grudge against somebody who holds a live event and they get 100 people at their first run. And I have one. <laughs> right? Like, I'm not going to hold a grudge against them. I'm going to be ecstatic and stoked because they took our principles and learned from them. Right? So like, that's part of leadership is, is letting go of that internal battle that, well, they're better than me because they're not, there's no difference. There's no difference. Okay. But you got to get rid of that internally. And that's hard. That's super hard. And I'm not going to tell you how to do that because I don't know. Cause I still fight with it every single day. Like plain out honesty right now, I fight with it all day. Every day is something like, like I was in an event the other day and, and like I had an event not too long ago and and we do really good at our events like don't get me wrong i'm not saying we don't do good at our events but like they they focused on one event for 60 days and they filled the room and it was awesome it was awesome and they got a team of like 8 people that focused on filling this room my team of 3 people focused on a room for for an event for a week and we put 10 people in a room <laughs> right like it's not it's, it's i'm sitting there comparing apples to oranges of course they're not going to taste or look the same or feel the same so, so like as a leader, we've got to figure out how to get over that stuff internally, so we can help lead other people and and be excited for them to surpass us. Okay, now, like the next step of this is 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 like figuring out. Okay, y'all thought I was gonna come in here and just tell you like what to do when somebody's not performing, right? Be like, oh, yep, fire them. Oh, give them this, and it'll just be a turnkey solution. Well there is no turnkey solutions when it comes to this because everybody is different and there's a hundred different ways to motivate people. And I got news for, I'm going to do a podcast all about that. Uh, We're getting into how to win friends and influence people series. And it's going to be so much fun to go through that book. And like, you're going to, man, I've been studying that book for years, but anyways, shiny object. My bad. (laughs) I'm pretty bad about that stuff. Um, Hold on. Let me grab a drink. Awesome. So like, what there's no turnkey solution to motivate somebody or to fix or fix the problem or to lead them as a leader it's our job to be innovative and try to figure out what it takes to lead them and, and, and implement different tools to help them be successful that's the key implement different tools for different people to help them be successful and care about their success more than ours that's it that's all it is so so like as we as we get into this like let's dive a little bit deeper okay so Part, part of the problem is, is like when we have somebody who's not performing, if we, if we allow them, if we allow them to continue not to perform and we don't hold them accountable, are we helping them? Not at all. Are we helping the team? Not at all. As a team member, if you're enabling somebody by doing their work for them or letting them complain to you, are you, are you enabling or helping? Some people are like, well, I love it when people complain to me. Then I know the office gossip. Man, you know what happens? Nobody complains to me. You know why nobody complains to me? Because I don't listen to their crap. I don't tolerate it. Because I don't want to hear it. Because you know what those complaints do? They're useless. It's a waste of my time. It's 100% useless. Don't waste my time. Don't waste my time. Period. That's like it. That's like my number one rule. Don't waste my time. Okay? So, like, when you allow somebody to complain to you, you're tolerating their bad behavior. You're enabling it. You're allowing it to happen. Then they think they can complain to you about other things and other stuff. And all of a sudden, they're like, man, I don't know why I have to Google this. This wasn't in the job description. And you're like, we got the same job. And now all of a sudden, you have resentment against that other person. Because they're doing less than you and you know it. Because they're complaining to you. So, like, don't tolerate it. Don't allow it. If somebody comes up to you and they start complaining about something, don't be like, don't jump on that bandwagon and be like, oh yeah, blah blah blah. And I, I, I've done, like, I've totally had hard times before and walked up and complained to people. And you know what I do now? No, I don't complain to them. Like my poor wife. Whew, thank God she's she's a beautiful queen and she's very humble and listens to me and puts up with me because she, oh, she gets the majority of my complaints. Yeah, it's crazy. But anyways. My point is, is like, don't complain to your coworkers. Don't tolerate it from them. If somebody comes up to you and they're griping about something, you might hear them out. You might be like, oh, yeah, hey, here's a solution for that. And they're not going to want to hear your solution because they just want to complain. They want you to agree with them. They want you to put them on the same page. They want you to be like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Oh, man, I can't believe that. Blah, blah, blah. That's just so blah, blah. And then all of a sudden they're justified. And then what happens when they're justified? Then they do even less because now they're justified. You enable them. So as a leader, how do we fix this? How do we fix this? We preach and teach and lead by example, right? Leading by example is the best way you can do it because here's the thing. People aren't going to, they're going to pick up, they're going to emulate who they want to be like. If somebody wants to be like me, if somebody wants to be, you know, decent in business, we're not going to say like awesome because I'm not there yet. Give me, give me a couple more years. Okay. But like, if they want to be like decent at what they're doing, then, then, and, and 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 they want to be humble. And they want to be unique. And they want to think outside the box. And they love gray area. And they want to be a leader. And, and they like pushing themselves. And they they might emulate me. Right? Like, like those are some of my best traits. Those are some of my, the things that I do the best. I got a lot of things I don't do right. But like, those are some of the things I do the best. And so they might emulate me. Because they want to be like me. Does that make sense? You guys getting this? So... So, like when somebody emulates you, that means that you have to lead by example as a leader. So, I can't be the person that complains. I can't go up and be like, oh, man, so and so did this. Ugh. Right? It's not going to do me any good. Because then, guess what? Everybody thinks I'm complaining. And then, what do they do? They come back and they go, oh, Dan, so and so did this. Ugh. Right? Just like me. I know. That was a really good imitation. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> But <laughs> I think you get my point though. I think you get what I'm trying to say is like whatever you do there, like you have to lead by example. If you want people to bust it and work hard, you have to bust it and work hard. If you want people to to like do nothing all day, you should do nothing all day. If you want your business to fail, then you should do that. Yo, that's what I should do. I should do a podcast on how not to be successful. Like I can give you like the top 10 things that'll make you not successful. Oh my gosh. Squirrel. Sorry. Shiny object? (laughs) My point is, is like you have to lead by example. And a lot of people, I kind of laugh because there's this old school mentality that you have to lead by example for when you show up and when you go away. Right? Like, I I, I remember having this guy at the office one time. He goes, yeah, i lead by example when I get here. And I was like, how do you do that? And he goes, well, I'm the first one in the office and last one to leave. Okay. What do you do during the day? Well, you know, like I watch news a little bit on my TV because I'm the big boss. And then uh, he had like whiskey in the corner. So he'd have he'd have like a shot of whiskey two or three times a day, like sipping whiskey, stuff like that. Not necessarily shot, but like, you know what I mean? Like there was a bunch of stuff going on there. He was not leading by example. Well, he was, but not by a great example. But he thought he was he thought he was this immaculate, amazing leader because he showed up early and left late. He didn't have results. He didn't produce anything. He didn't. He didn't do any of that. Leading by example is what you produce, not what it looks like you do. So that's how you lead by example. That's how. You, that's the first way you pull somebody out of a funk is you lead by example. The second way you do it is by holding them accountable. And you come up with different ways to hold them accountable. Accountability calls every single morning are phenomenal. People hate those. When, when they're when they're not performing, they hate them. They love them when they are performing because they get to brag about what they're doing. Right? I'll tell you what I started doing, especially, especially, and, and this sounds like it's it's like kind of mean and, and overbearing and micromanager-ish, but it's really not. It's accountability, it's not micromanaging. Micromanaging is, is when I tell somebody how to do something. Oh, you have to do it this way. You have to get the you have to go through A, B, C, D, E, F, G. If you don't do it in that exact order, then you're not doing it right. That's micromanaging. Okay? Accountability is, first thing in the morning, 8 o'clock, because everybody on my team is remote, right? First thing in the morning, 8 o'clock, hey, what's going on? What do you got on plans for today? No small talk, no nothing, straight to the point. You're showing them you want to get to business, and they need to get business. They tell you what you got going on, sweet, that's good by noon, what are you going to do after that? Well, yeah, here's what you're going to do after that. I need you to get these things done today. If they're not done by the end of the day, we got an issue uh, okay. Right. At the end of the day, you call me, you go, Hey, what'd you get done today? They give you an answer. How come you didn't get this done? Why? Tell me, tell me why it didn't happen. What came up to where you couldn't do this? Well, I just got busy doing what? Washing dishes, doing laundry, cooking lunch. What were you doing all freaking day? Right? Like, accountability is huge. It's huge. And I know because I've been on the other side of that boat, man. I've been there. I've been a driver and I haven't had accountability. And you know what happened? They didn't hold my feet to the fire. And I got worse and I got worse and I got worse and I got worse. There was no accountability. That's why I'm super, super big in keeping people accountable. Calls are a great way to do it. The other way, tracking KPIs. Keep performance indicators. You can call them whatever you want to. Keeping people motivated, keeping people interested. Whatever you want to do. Everybody says KPIs are dead. The hell with that. If we don't know how we're succeeding, if somebody doesn't know how they're being graded or judged, everybody in every single job nationwide period is being judged at some point for some reason as to whether you're doing good or bad. You get that? Everybody. You're being judged. If you're the owner of a company, you're being judged by your customers. Wouldn't it be be awesome as the owner of a company if a customer came to you and said, hey, here's how I'm going to grade your work. Here's how we know whether we renew our contract or not, and they told you that up front. They don't. As an armor company, we don't get KPIs. So everybody who's got a KPI should be like stoked, because you know what your performance is based on. You know if you get a raise or not, what it looks like, and why. You know. Are you getting this? Does that make sense? You should be grateful if you have KPIs. And you should be grateful to give your people KPIs and you should explain it to them in the way I just explained it to you. Is that like having a KPI sheet or a tracker is phenomenal and it's not bad. It's a great thing. You know who hates KPIs? Underperformers. Underperformers hate them. Because they see their unaccountability. They see what's going on. And you know, as a manager, you know, as a leader, what we do that's wrong, we go, oh, 60% compliance, no big deal. It'll get better. No, 60%, what the heck? How do you, you got to get that up. That should be in the 90s. That should be 98 minimum. How do we do it? Let me help you. Let's figure it out. Let's make a plan. I'm not going to do it for you. Let's make a plan as to how to do it, right? Tip number three, make a plan. Sit down and set goals with them. If you got somebody who's underperforming, give them goals. Help them create goals within the company to do what they're supposed to do. Don't just be like, I don't know. Just figure it out. I don't know what you need to do. Be like, okay, here's your goal. Your goal is this. This is what I want to see. Is how you get there and I know that's going to go completely against make it their idea which I'm going to tell you all about in the near future when we get into like um, how win I influence and influence people that series that I'm getting ready to record um, but the truth is is like you can still make it their idea you just got to put a little spin on it but like help them set goals help them figure out what's going to make them successful in your eyes and to the company and to the customers because that's the key our key as leaders is like when we have somebody that leaves the company, it costs us five times as much to bring somebody new in as it does to keep that person. But if that person's toxic, if that person's useless, if that person's not pulling their weight, if they're, if they're corrupting other people, then it's cheaper to get rid of them. And I did this whole thing a while ago about I like finding the right seat on the bus for people. And sometimes you bounce around from seat to seat to seat and eventually you're like, get out of here. Right. Kick them off the bus because they're just making the whole atmosphere on the bus go down. I've done, I did a whole thing on that, right? And I and I totally do it again, and probably will in the near future. Appreciate you guys. Let me have a drink of coffee this morning, man. It's been crazy lately. Okay, so like we just went over like holding them accountable and helping them set goals and leading by example. And all these other things that you can do as a leader to help somebody perform. Now, what happens if you do all these things? You do all this, and they still don't step up. That's the worst part about being a leader. You gotta have those hard conversations with them. And I'll be—I'll be like 100% dead honest with you. Had a conversation with this person, and uh, and tears started streaming down from their eyes, and. This happened, and this happened, and this happened, all in one conversation. And then, and then, came the anger, because they weren't getting what they wanted. They're used to crying. People are used to showing emotion and getting what they want. And when that doesn't work, they go to anger. You getting this? You gotta be prepared for that as a leader. It's not easy, it's not, it's not easy to be in that position. Everybody wants to be the boss. Nobody wants to be a leader and that's why you're listening to this because you're ready to step it up. You're ready to move into the next level of leadership. You're ready to be there, right? You're ready to do what's right. The people who listen to this actually care. You're not bosses, you're leaders. There's a whole different story between a boss and a leader. I love the meme. I saw this this morning and I thought that this was so funny because I used to think this is 100% true whenever I was in the workforce. You've all seen the dude sitting behind his desk and he's getting pulled by a bunch of people and says, boss. And then or he's got the whip out, right? Cha, Oh, And then you've got the one where it's got the cart and the four people in front of it. Nobody's sitting on the cart, no desk on the cart. And it says leader, and it points to the person in the front of the pack. Both those are wrong, in my opinion. Both of them are like 150% wrong, right? In all honesty, the leader is the dude who's holding the iPad up in the middle, drawing on it, and pulling while the team goes forward. He's doing like five things at once. He or she is doing all this stuff, right? They're killing it, and nobody else sees what's going on. All they see is them working. They see them sitting behind a desk. They see them doing reports. They don't see what goes into leadership. They don't see how hard it is. They don't see much, how much of an emotional toll it takes on you. When somebody fails, I feel like I fail. I take took, I took 100% ownership in this person not making it in our company. 100%, 100% my fault. I should have given them better training. I should have held them more accountable. I should have, I should have done accountability calls earlier. I should have done this. I should have done that. There's a million things I could have done and should have done. And I didn't. And why didn't I do them? I don't know. I don't know. I can't answer that question. Because I'm still learning? Maybe that's it. I don't know. My point is, is like, as a leader, there's only so much you can do. As a leader, there's only so much you can do until you have to kick somebody off the bus. You can't lead somebody who doesn't want to be led. You can't lead somebody who's not willing to put in the effort and make the change. And that's probably the hardest thing to hear. And that's probably the hardest thing to say. And there's somebody out there right now that just is like, nope, you're wrong. You can change everybody. Well, I can't change everybody and neither can you. There are some people you just can't change. And as a leader, that's probably the hardest thing to figure out. It's probably the hardest thing to understand. It's probably the hardest thing on you is knowing you can't change everyone. So guys, I'm going to do a quick wrap up and then and then we're going to call it quits here. We've been going a little bit longer than normal on this podcast. It's just this is really big on my heart, so I appreciate you guys listening. It's it's been really good to kind of talk some of this stuff out because I just went through this whole process and it was it was pretty brutal on me emotionally and intense and like personally, and so it's really good that you guys are here to listen to it. So I appreciate that 100%. So, like, when you're a leader, okay, when when you're a leader, you got to hold people accountable. You got to lead by example. You've got to give them standards to live up to. When they don't perform, you've got to do the hard things like accountability, KPIs, performance, helping them grow, giving them ideas, helping them set goals. You got to do all that stuff. And when somebody doesn't perform, it's not a bad thing when they leave. It's not a bad thing when you can't lead them because some people don't want to be led. Okay? Now, I told y'all, I was going to tell y'all about where I've been. So, let's go over that real quick, and then we're going to wrap up this podcast with some fun. So, it's been kind of crazy, right? So, like, a couple weeks ago, we were in San Diego, had a ton of fun out there. It was awesome. Playing in the ocean, having lots of fun. Even went, like, fishing out out in the sea. That was fun. Um, Then, uh, right after that, got home, went straight to Kentucky, like, two days later. Spent three or four days, five days in Kentucky, got home. (laughs) Day I got home, the next day I got up, went to Montrose to go see some clients, which was absolutely awesome. Got home from that, spent a couple days at home, Um, just went to Texas, spent a couple days in Texas, I'm home for a couple days, then I'll be in Salt Lake City doing some other stuff up there with some clients, and then, and then hopefully, hopefully, I'm smart enough not to schedule any more out-of-town trips for a while. (laughs) Yeah, right. I know, I know. It's not going to happen. I get it's not going to happen, Dan, but... That's where I've been. Uh, I was in Weatherford, actually, not Dallas, but flew into Dallas. Um, so, like, that's where I've been lately. It's been a lot of fun. I've had a lot of fun. Got home. I Actually, got home from Dallas at like one a.m. yesterday when I'm recording this. And I went to a marketing summit the next day, and then I had meetings with clients in the middle of the day, so I had to break free from that and go back to the marketing summit. And it was it was just so much. It's been it's been so much fun, right? It's been so much fun. But, oh, my gosh, I am so exhausted right now. If you go back and watch some of my TikToks and Instagram videos, you're going to hear my voice be super low and raspy. Because that's that's my tattletale for when I'm tired is, like, when I get super low. So I'm still a little tired right now, right? But you can tell in my voice. But, anyways, I am so glad that you guys joined on. I am stoked that you guys are here. And I can't tell you how excited I am that you're taking these next steps to be a leader, okay, and that you're moving forward in that. And what I've got to say is this. If you liked this episode, you should subscribe. And if you loved it, you should share it. Share it on social media. Tag me in it. I'll give you some love when you tag me in it. My handle is like Real RealDanGreer. All over the place. I'm getting ready to change Facebook if I can, even for my personal one, to Real Dan Greer. Getting ready to change LinkedIn to Real Dan Greer if I can. I got to figure out how to do it. I'm not that smart, so give me give me some days. I'm not super technical, and uh, and I got to say this. Are you ready? One more thing. If you're looking for like the best DOT software out there, like it's not software. It's a platform. It's an all-in-one solution. It's a one-stop shop. It's everything you need. It's dot docs dot com, and it is superbly amazing designed by the industry for the industry and guess what actually this podcast was brought to you by today dot docs.com d-o-t-d-o-c-s.com now if you didn't like this episode what the heck are you still doing listening man you should have shut this off a long time ago all right guys hope you have a great day glad you joining in appreciate you guys listening to me and remember document it, don't create in front of it all the time talk to you later